Hey everybody, it's Clint. Told you I would have a podcast out for you this week, <clears throat> so here it is. Um, we're going to be talking about some sensitive subject subjects, I guess. So if you've got little kids around or you have kids and you want to hear us talk about that three-letter word, S-E-X, um, make sure that you listen to this in private or with your earphones on or that you're by yourself or you're not in your car. Um, because the way I'm going to um, talk about some sensitive subjects and some things that are very important for marriages, but you may not want your children or other people around you to hear. So, um, not suitable for work kind of thing, probably. Um, but just to let you know that right up front, um, a couple things going on that I want you to know about. Um, if you need help, um, counseling, life coaching, got married problem, things going on, sexual addiction happening, um, uh, depressed, anxious, um, please give me a call. Um, you can find me on Facebook. You can look up my name. You can find me at clintpain.net and let's help you out. Um, so I also, I think pretty soon we'll have a marriage workshop, uh, not anything like a weekend, but maybe just a few hours on a weekend, uh, Sunday, Saturday afternoon, sometime, maybe in the evening. Um, and it will be very cheap and inexpensive because what I want to do is give people the very basics of what it takes to make a good and healthy marriage and give you those basics to start you off. And hopefully you can go from there. So, um, so more like a talk versus a workshop, but to give you some education, um, some support and some encouragement. So you'll see that coming up very, very soon. So today's topic, now that you have enough time, hopefully to get everybody out of the room. Um, we're going to talk about, um, sex and we're going to talk about the correlation of your emotional intimacy as a couple and your sexual intimacy as a couple. Um, so I'm going to pick up where I left off last week when I talked about, um, Men, if you want more affection, you've got to learn how to be present for your spouse or your significant other. You've got to learn how to listen, how to care, how to make them feel like they're the most important thing in the world, that you hear them, that you understand them. Because this is what I know, to start there, let's go in the next place, that what I know and what I believe about marriage, 22 years of being a therapist, is that your sexual intimacy is directly tied to your level of emotional intimacy. So last week when I talked to you men about you want more affection, you want more sex, you want more intimacy, you've got to make your wife feel comfortable and safe and cared about. So what do I mean by that? We'll get right to it today. So this is kind of how I say it to men. I don't know if I said it last week in the last podcast, but um, I will say it in this one. So guys, here's the deal. So you go to the doctor, hopefully, you go once a year. Maybe you go once every other year. And you get a physical. And even if you're a younger guy, you probably had a sports physical at some point. But you get a physical. And you probably know your doctor. You've seen him once a year at least. Or you've seen him a couple times through the year because you've gotten sick or you got a virus or you had an ear infection or something. And so you've been to see him and you've had a talk and a discussion. And and so you kind of know this person guy or gal and so we all know what happens in a physical exam at some point there has to be this prostate exam where the doctor is going to take his finger or her finger and she and he are going to uh, put it in your rear end (laughs) and give you a prostate exam and make sure your prostate's the right size and way it should be now for us guys 
you know, I know you know your doctor. Or at least you know him enough to schedule an appointment and see him a few times a year. And you've made small talk the whole appointment. And you've been in there. But this feels like a kind of yucky thing. Most guys don't even like to talk about it. Even think about it. We hate it. It's the worst part of an appointment. But what I want to remind you is that this is how your wife feels when there's no emotional intimacy and you want to have sex. Because what we're asking you to do, guys, is we're asking to put a part of our body inside her body. And we don't have emotional intimacy. Like, you don't have emotional intimacy with your doctor. You talk. You make small talk. You kind of know this person. You talk about the weather. You talk about how work's going. And it feels yucky when that person has to do that. It's uncomfortable. It's kind of icky. And for 22 years, when I tell this story, sitting in my office with a couple, the other half of the couple, when I tell this story, is nodding their head, yes, vigorously. Because that's how it feels to them. Is that I don't feel emotionally safe. And if I can't share with you how I'm scared, worried, afraid, angry, sad, hurt, depressed, happy, excited about something, because you're not going to listen, you're not going to be present for me, you're not going to make me feel valuable and significant to you. Yeah, when you want to have sex and do something like that with me, it just feels yucky. Because I really don't know you. And I really don't feel safe with you. So what I hear wives, significance others say to me is, yeah, if I can't feel emotionally safe with you, you ain't getting none of this. And I kind of touch my body all over and usually wives are nodding their heads vigorously at me or the significant others nodding their head vigorously at me because if I don't have emotional intimacy and safety sex doesn't feel good so men I want you to understand this is why your significant other your wife is saying no to sex or avoiding the topic or not wanting to have sex with you it's probably not because she doesn't love you it's not because you haven't done enough. It's not because you aren't taking care of the family financially. It's not because you're not providing. It's because she does not feel emotionally safe. So I want you to go back to last week's podcast and make sure you know how to listen and how to hear and how to make somebody feel emotionally safe. And then what I guarantee you is that your sexual life, your affection, that intimate life will be more and more frequent and better than it has ever been. But men, you have to take the first step to do this. Partners, you have to take the first step to stop and listen and hear somebody. Um, And that's always my answer to men. This is why you're not getting enough sex. It's because you're not making your partners feel emotionally safe. Not because you're not a good person. It's not because of any of that. It's because they don't feel safe. They're not feeling heard and listened to. They're not valued significant. I sit with my office day after day after day after day with people telling me that's how they feel about their spouse. I don't feel safe. Men, part of being safe is not only listening and hearing, it's also being able to give affection to your wife, hold her, snuggle with her, hold her hand, put your arm around her, kiss her without any expectation of sex. Because what I hear from spouses and wives Significant others is every time we go to hold hands, kiss, snuggle, it always ends up in sex. Always. And this is another reason I hear that partners don't want to give up sex that too readily. 
because uh, I don't want to hold hands and be affectionate because immediately it's going to turn into sex. I'm not, I'm not going to be able to say no. There's no, and this also is emotional intimacy. It's being able to understand what's important to your spouse, what's important to your partner, and giving that to them. Emotional, physical safety. And this is why husbands, I'm encouraging you to be present. And being present is listening and hearing. Being present is being able to be affectionate and hug and snuggle, even lay naked to each other and not have to always end up in sex. Sometimes that's a prescription I give couples. When they're having problems with sex, I say, go home and you can do anything and everything you want. All kinds of foreplay. Talk about it. Lay naked together. Any foreplay you want. You just can't have intercourse. And every single time, what comes back at me is, yeah, we tried that. We did everything and we ended up having intercourse. We ended up having sex. We ended up making love. You know why? Because when there's no expectation of it, there's emotional intimacy and physical safety and it actually creates the circumstances for it to happen so guys I'm wanting you to slow down listen to your partner offer that emotional safety offer that physical safety and remember what it's like when somebody touches you has to put something inside of you at the doctor's office how icky and crappy that feels and remember that's what your spouse feels like when you have not laid the groundwork for emotional intimacy and physical safety. It's just not going to happen, guys. So you got to learn how to do these kind of things. Some of the stuff is going to be what I'm talking about in my workshop coming up. Now, let me talk to the other half of this, the, the uh, partnership, <laughs> wives. Um... Or the other significant other. I want you to understand that for most men, sex, affection, is the way that most men feel significant, valued, and loved. If my wife wants to touch me, love me, have sex with me, it means I must be okay. I must be loved. I must be accepted. Because if she didn't want to have sex with me, there must be something wrong. So in the same way, I want you to think about this, ladies. If your husband is asking you for sex and you're just going to out and outright reject him without a reason, without a talking, without some emotional intimacy on your part, that is hurtful. It is maddening. Um, it cuts to the core of our value and our worth and our self-esteem. And I tell women it's like this, so you have to think about this for a man. When there's sex involved... He's standing in front of you naked and you say, no, thanks. I don't want that. That is so rejecting. It is so shaming. It is so uncomfortable. We feel so incompetent and so disapproved of. But I want you to recognize women. That's how men feel emotionally. They feel shame. They feel rejected. It's not just a physical act. It's also on your part, the emotional part. So you ladies and wives and partners have to understand that you have to give your husband and your other significant other safety in the relationship emotional safety too as men listen and hear you and they share themselves and they let you be there and they understand and they're present for you and they may have some other emotions they need to know that they're not going to be rejected that they can be loved and cared for as they are because think about that. You're standing in front of somebody naked. And most women can understand this and they say, no, thanks. 
how shaming and awful and terrible that feels. So I'm not asking women or significant others or wives to go have sex with your husband every time they want it. No, I'm asking you that if that happens and you don't feel like it, that you y'all talk. You talk about why it is you don't want, why you feel safe or not safe, what's going on, what do you need. Hey, first let's have foreplay. Hey, can we just hold hands? Can we just lay in the bed naked without the expectation of sex? Hey, we need to sit down and talk first. I don't feel safe right now. And it's not because you aren't taking care of me or you haven't done hard work hard or taking care of us financially. It's just that I don't feel safe. Men, if your wife says that, your significant other says that, can you take that and not take that personally? Then obviously I have to create some more safety here for them emotionally and physically whether i thought i've done that or not that's what she's telling me and i've got to hear that i've got to engage with that so i want couples and spouses to understand this about each other your sexual life is intimately you cannot pull them apart intimately connected to your emotional life and your emotional intimacy and safety you're not being emotionally intimate with your partner listening and caring and sharing and being present and being thankful and appreciative your sexual life your physical sexual intimate life will struggle it will it will be uncomfortable it will be non-existent you won't want to engage in it men will feel rejected women will want to run and avoid it so I know that I'm coming to the end of the work with couples when I have them in my office when, you know, whatever, five, six, seven sessions, if it's longer, we're talking about sex again. Because then I know they've created enough emotional intimacy and safety with each other that they can actually talk about sex with each other. And what's comfortable and what's not and what's going on. So this is kind of the goal. So lastly, I want to share with you, what's a healthy sex life look like for a couple? I think it includes three things. And I get this from... Uh, John Gray, he wrote, um, men are from Mars and women are from Venus, or whichever way that goes, I'm not really sure. Um, he says, first of all, um, you should have what he calls gourmet sex. And gourmet sex is, hey, you should be having that a few times a month, a couple, a few times a month. And gourmet sex is, yeah, you go out on a date and you swoon each other and you talk and you emotionally and intimately connect with each other and you have the flowers in the hallway and on the bed and you spend time talking over dinner over a glass of wine and you talk in the car and you hold hands when you're going back and forth and you open a door for her and you, you talk about your hopes and your dreams and you spend hours doing that and when you come home or go to the hotel room you spend hours 45 minutes an hour longer foreplay touching holding kissing stroking all the things you've got to do before intercourse ever happens and he calls this gourmet sex this needs to be happening a couple of times a month where you're that close you're that intimate you're 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 creating this safety for each other and i would say that you don't you can create that safety every day in some ways to be present and hear and listen it doesn't have to be always be that intimate and that connected but you can create it listening 15 30 minutes a day being fully present for your spouse so that needs to be part of your healthy sexual and emotional life secondly you need to have what he calls uh buffet sex so this is the uh, 30 45 minutes at night before you go to bed during the evening you put the kids to bed you go to bed and there's foreplay there's talking it's sex um, you feel good about it it's comfortable you hold hands you snuggle afterwards you snuggle before but it doesn't have to be this all day, all night thing. And you get to do that because, yeah, you're creating intimacy throughout your day. Talking and sharing and being there for each other and understanding each other. And, again, creating that emotional safety I talked about in the beginning. 
So you're doing that, you know, a few times a week, you know, two, three times a week. Um, there is no right, wrong, how many times you got to have sex for couples, you know, two, three times a week that's happening for you. So then it leaves room for the last part, uh, which is the quickie. So the quickie is, yeah, that five, 10 minutes, you're about to run out the door. You're about to um, go to work. You're, you're home. Uh, you see each other naked in the bathroom. You got to look at each other and say, yeah, you want to go for it? And you do. And it takes five, 10 minutes. That's it. It's a quickie, but you can't have quickies if you don't have the gourmet sex and you can't have quickies if there's no emotional intimacy. You can't have quickies if there's no physical safety. You can't expect that of each other. So what I tell couples is, hey, 80 to 90% of the time, most of your sexual life should be born out of your emotional intimacy. That leaves you 10 to 15% where sometimes, and I, this is the way I say to people, you're just two horny people having sex. And that's okay. There's safety for that. And people don't feel used or abused by that because, hey, the other 85 to 90% were connected and loving and emotional and it's safe and it's intimate and it's caring and it's special. And you have to create this inside and outside of the bedroom. And I lean on men a lot to create this because if you're going to be the leader in your home spiritually, it also means you need to be a leader in your home emotionally. So I want to give you those quick tips today give you something to think about um, if you like it pass it around comment it on it uh, warn people that it, there's maybe what they people would consider explicit stuff in it but needed to talk honestly to you so look for my uh, workshop coming out soon love to see you for just a couple of hours um, to talk more in depth about these things and so you can think about these things and decide what you want to do and if you need to go further in counseling or not um, if you even need that at all so hopefully you take this if you're a man take it run with it Listen to your wife, be present, and see what she has to say. See how things change in the next month. Love to have some feedback about that. Wives, if you give it to your husband and he listens and it changes, love to have some feedback about, did it change? Did it make it better? So wait a minute, I'll say one more thing. Husbands, this has happened to me more than multiple times, that when you create safety and presence, I've asked, because wives will come in and say, so if guys will come in and say, hey, he, he's listening, he's hearing, he's caring for me, he's, he, he, he creates safety for me, I can talk to him about how I feel, um, it, it's physically safe, no, we don't have to have sex all the time, it's been great. And I say, well, how is he? What kind, of, what kind of person is he like when that's happening? And usually what I get from people or wives at that point is, oh, he's the sexiest man alive. So all I do right there is, I smile at the guy and I kind of say, I guess the sex thing's kind of taken care of itself, hasn't it? Because if you're the sexiest man alive because you create emotional intimacy and safety, there's no worry about affection and, and sexual intimacy, is there? So take it, have a good time with it, listen to it again, share it, please, over and over share it. Because I know people need this. This is one of those issues that come in and people are talking about all the time in my office. So have a great day. Namaste.